Welcome to episode one with Michael and Eric, the podcast where we watch the first episode of a streaming exclusive show and talk about it. I'm Michael. And I'm Eric. And this week we watched Arcane. On Netflix. And and we're back. And we're back. <laughs> I... I... When we've missed episodes before, I haven't felt too bad. Like this, the, I was thinking about it, and it's been one episode in the last four weeks, I think, which is uh, just abysmal. But yeah, it I was just like a perfect storm of technical troubles and health problems and, and vacation, like vacation vacations. And, and, like, uh, and now we're recording remotely <laughs> today. Yeah, because even that was just want to get an episode out. Just get this, it just get an episode together. <laughs> Something, anything. So we recorded a episode for the show on Apple Plus called Invasion, which is a steaming pile of shit, but you won't yep. hear our thoughts on it because I had half the episode edited and my computer just died. Done. It's just done. I, I, can't get it to turn back on. Can't do anything. I lost the intro music and the outro music for the podcast, so I'm going to try to salvage that from a like early episode. Because uh, lately, uh, especially on the intro, I'll blend it together so as the music's fading out for the intro, I'll, we'll start talking. But like the first few episodes of the podcast, I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't doing that, so I've got like a clean cut there that I can take it off of. That'd be nice. And if that doesn't work, um, you can just wrap it yourself. Yeah, I I had that thought. <laughs> Get the guitar out and just like try to do a cover version of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd have to get in touch with DVH and see if uh, he was cool with, uh, or sorry, get in touch with the original artist and see if he'd be cool with us doing a cover. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> yeah bring your bass over. Yeah. <laughs> this has all been an elaborate ploy to get us to start a band together. Yes. It's inevitable, dude. <laughs> sure. What did you think of Arcane? I think that there is a lot of potential. I don't know if I loved it, but I do know that the voice acting was surprisingly good, I thought. And the animation seemed really cool. Like, genuinely, like, I, I, the art in this is absolutely gorgeous. It reminded uh, me of the Star Wars animation. The Bad Batch? Yeah, and the, uh, all those shows. They all have that similar animation style. I think that they have a similar, like, character model style, but I, the, yeah. this was far more, like, the backgrounds and every, everything is to me, it's far more interesting. It's been a while since uh, I, I haven't watched another episode of The Bad Batch or anything like that, so maybe I'm misremembering, but this this was just like genuinely absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, and I didn't realize that this was based off of League of Legends until I saw the credits, so the whole time I was like, this looks really familiar, but I have never heard of this video game. So have, have you ever played League of Legends? I have played League of Legends probably a total of four hours worth. I'm familiar, like I'm familiar enough with like visual style and everything. Yeah, that's. I had known that going into this that this was based off of that, but I had also 
everything I've read asserted that you did not need to know anything about the game or the quote unquote lore involved with it. In fact, that might even be a detriment because from what I understand, later episodes go somewhat against established League of Legends lore for whatever that's worth. But yeah, I, I just, I had heard very good things about this. It was the last I saw this is at least the highest rated Netflix or animated Netflix show, possibly the highest rated Netflix show. What about Boss have. Baby back in business? Yeah, I mean, yeah, what what about that? <laughs> what what about that? So here's where I want to start. Where's the magic? You know? In in our relationship. I mean, we've we've known each other a while now, I guess. It's only natural that the magic would kind of start to die out. No, in the show. Oh, 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 the show. Uh topside. It's it's all topside. It's it's all in those those shiny rocks that, that powder has now. Oh she's, really? She's, I don't know. <laughs> well, do you want to tell everybody who tell everybody what this is about? I I'll do my best. Uh, this definitely seemed to be uh, getting a kick out of not presenting the whole story um, for first episode, which I'm fine with. I was intrigued enough by what's going on that I'm probably going to continue watching. But this is about a, a bunch of street urchins for lack of a better word like they're that's that's what i wrote down street urchins the main characters are powder and vi um powder's a a smaller kid that i believe is based off of or is the league of legends character called jinx and then vi i don't know anything about they are they're they're street urchins they they uh i don't know what was happening in the beginning sequence of that It, it seemed like we were seeing some sort of war or battle going on and then it kind of cut to present day where her those two and a couple of their friends were trying to enact a heist on some inventor's home that they had heard about through some broker or another and things go terribly awry yeah they accidentally blow up a building and then they blow up a building they get uh top side which is like the, the rich folks uh, involved and they're obviously all very interested because they've blown up a building and now there's some intrigue around you know people down below whatever that was called the underground or something not wanting to give up one of their own as far as who was responsible for that building blowing up but also not really wanting topside to come down and start cracking skulls yeah uh then <sighs> they get in a fight with some people that try to steal their loot then they lose their loot so Violet, who's younger than the rest of the kids, gets chased down with the loot and she gets trapped on a pier. That's powder. Yeah, powder. Sorry. Powder. And she's basically pinned down. And so as a last resort to try to escape, she takes the backpack full of loot that she's holding and throws it in one direction, which is over the pier, and then runs in the other direction and escapes, but loses the loot. Which we know nothing about. We, I mean, it's they were just kind of going. They had heard that this guy had valuable stuff in his house. It kind of seems like they were just grabbing anything they could. They didn't really have a specific heist in mind. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I was under the impression that that stuff was probably very, very valuable. Oh, it's, I'm certain it's very valuable to them down below for sure. They were meeting with some or not meeting with they were stealing all this from some inventor so i think they were assuming in some capacity that he's got some high value objects 
So here's my line of thinking. That loot cannot be more than 10 feet underwater underneath a pier right now. They can they can retrieve that. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. I mean, even if it's more than 10 feet, I can't imagine it's unrecoverable. Like, yeah, it's it's a it's a harbor. It's a pier. I can't imagine that that's so deep that you can get to the bottom of it. Yeah, they they probably know a diver. Yes. And I imagine that that's probably going to be. The, the thought I had was, okay, so uh, what's his face? Uh, I wrote it down. Vander? Vander. He turned down the kind of that guards deal where, you know, turn over somebody and we can let this slide. But I suspect they're going to get another offer to return the goods. We don't know what those goods are necessarily. Um, because I suspect, because Powder did manage to make away with, even after throwing everything over the side, a bunch of those like blue stones that, in one of which caused that explosion in the first place, even if they don't know that. Right. I don't, I don't know that Powder knows that because it like fell out of her pocket while they were mm-hmm. trying to escape. I don't know that she would have noticed that happening. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, those blue stones are going to end up being what, becomes most important to the people up top. So the deal is going to be turn over the blue stones or, I, or something I, like that. The way I see it playing out, and maybe this is getting a little episode two or later, I guess, is they say return the loot and we'll, you know, all will be forgiven or they'll just put someone in a stockade or something. So they will think that means, oh shit, we need to go recover that loot from the harbor. They'll do that, return it, and that won't be good enough. That's not what they're looking for. Oh yeah, stones and you know powder doesn't realize how valuable or not they are. Although I guess Vi now knows that she's got them as well. When powder was going through the house and she came across the blue stones, my first thought was that she should eat one. Uh huh. Just because they look like blueberries, I was like, oh yeah, just eat one. I thought she was gonna like put one in her mouth and get magic powers, but I, I guess she probably would have died if she did that. Give me a second to write down a quick note um, in my heist folder. Uh, never invite Michael. He will try to eat the loot. Okay, got it. Yeah, I would eat a ruby, too, because ruby looks uh, like a little cherry. Hold on one more second. going to add an addendum. For real, do not invite Michael. All right, got it. But what if, so at the end of this episode, they, like, magic up a mouse to kill a cat, and now they're going to make that street tough that tried to attack Vi, yeah, uh, be like some big like. It's basically. Have you seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to the Secret of the Ooze? I have seen that. It's basically that. So you think that they're going to turn them into Bebop and or Rocksteady? <laughs> well, it was Toka and Razor in that movie. They didn't have Bebop or Rocksteady. Oh, for that's some, right. For yeah. some reason, why didn't they just do Bebop and Rocksteady in that movie? Because they were they were trying for some like weird sort of gritty take, but also it's pretty goofy and we're going to have vanilla ice rap about the Ninja yeah. Turtles for some dumb reason. They needed Bebop and Rocksteady and they needed Krang too. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love that movie. I love both the the first movie and that sequel. I think that the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie is like actually a good movie. And I think the second Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie is just, like, actually a fun movie. It but, has been years since I've seen either of those. So oh. 
I, I've seen ch- the, child Eric agrees with you wholeheartedly. Yeah, I've seen adult them both. Eric has no idea. Yeah, I've seen them both within the past few years, and I'm sure it's just all nostalgia is is where I'm coming from when I watch them now. But yeah, I liked them. Basically, the guys up top uh, steal some ooze, and then they're gonna turn that street tough into Toka and Resar, and then Powders gonna eat one of those blue stones and turn into a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Uh, like a literal Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? No, is, metaphorical. Is that... Metaphorical. Okay. Yeah. Um, got it. The very common metaphor is about teenage, turning into a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. <laughs> right. Yeah, I gotcha. Eat, eat, eat a stone on, on Tuesday, you'll turn Blues Day. Eat a stone on Wednesday, you'll turn into a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. That's Did you just rhyme right? the first two and then just give up on rhyming? Intentionally not rhyme the second two because I wasn't going to find a rhyme for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Teenage Mutant Ninja Hurdle. I hate that you write. <laughs> yeah, no. Then you'll overcome your Teenage Mutant Ninja Hurdle. Y- yeah. Some somebody who's cleverer than I would have run every one of those words, teenage mutant and ninja, but yeah. I, I suppose we'll just stick with teenage mutant ninja hurdle. Do, does does the hurdle wear a bandana too? Like the, the turtles do? But you know, to cover up his eyes so that he can <laughs> protect his identity. <laughs> the problem with the teenage mutant ninja hurdle is that if you lift your leg to try to jump over him. He doesn't let you. He just like reflexively uses his ninjutsu, ninjutsu to like deflect your foot from going over his head. He sounds he sounds like a very bad hurdle. I think the whole point of a hurdle is to be jumped over. Is it not? He sounds like a, a very bad hurdle. I think that's the whole point of having a hurdle. But I think the point of the hurdle itself is to stop you. This would be a challenge. So yeah. he's just he's he's. He's hard mode of hurdling. Okay. Yep, exactly. Anyway. <laughs> uh, what do you got next in your notes? Do you think people can tell that it's been a while since we recorded an episode because the shit we talk about is weirder than normal? Like we just haven't had that normal weekly outlet of stupidity that, that we get from this podcast and it's now all coming out and people are horrified. Yeah, it's just like it's built built up over the past few weeks it, mm-hmm. instead of us stretching it out. So we just gotta get it out there. Best episode ever, dude. Okay, that's that's lofty, but I think we can do it. Is Milo an elf? Milo, he was the other kid. Uh, I don't know. I, so. I, I really I've I've played League of Legends about the same amount as you have. He doesn't remind me of anything on League of Legends. He reminds me of a character in a different video game, Overwatch. I, I don't know if he's an elf or just like some. I, I I don't know. I don't know if there are elves in this world. I don't know. I I know next to nothing about this. What makes you think he's an elf? The way that he looks. Okay. <laughs> just because he's like kind of gangly. I don't know. Did we see his ears? Oh, I don't know. I didn't look at his ears. If you're mm. trying to identify if something's an elf or not, how is that not the first thing you're looking for? That's a fair point. He doesn't have pointy ears. He's got big ears, but he doesn't have pointy ears. Mm. Why do you think they invited Clagor along for this heist? He, he was a he was a, a beefier kid, 
it kind of seemed like he was going to be the muscle. But then when they actually got into a fight, he was terrible and got his ass beat. Oh, he did okay in that fight. He, uh, he at one point he picked up one of the opponents and threw him into the other opponent, and then at another point he had one of them in a headlock, and he was like punching him, and I think he got that guy subdued. Like he held his own. I I think he, if Vi had been there, had not had been there, he would have lost. Oh if they yeah, had an, another person there in place of Vi, he would have lost. Oh yeah, they made a point of in the show of saying like Vi is a phenomenal fighter, which I don't. Need, I'm not holding against Clagor. I just like when I see a beefy dude like that involved in a heist. It seems like the point of bringing him in is because he would he would be the muscle. But maybe maybe he's the you in the heist, and he's just there to eat the goods. <laughs> maybe he's the brains. Maybe. Maybe he's the smart one. He was wearing glasses, I think. There you go. Yeah, he had goggles, and that's the universal sign of smart. I noticed something at the beginning when they're running through the rooftops, mm-hmm. and Vi says, follow me, don't look down, and then starts descending. Mm-hmm. How are they supposed to follow her if they're not allowed to look down? They just, follow, them. they just follow their heart, you know? Like they can oh. just they can just censor. Follow your heart. Don't look down. Me, that would have I, more sense. I, I'm the heart of this group. Follow the heart. But don't look. <laughs> don't look at me, but follow me. She's she's a taskmaster, you know. She's she's still new to this. She doesn't know how to uh, lead a group, lead a group. I thought it was badass when that kid like got beat up and then he pulled out a knife and he was like, wait, and then she walked back up to him and just like crouched down right in front of the knife and went, you want to see how this ends? And then he ran away. That was super badass, but it does beg the question, why didn't he bring up the knife before? Like, he's trying to threaten these guys and steal their shit. Why did he not bring up the knife before? Uh, I, 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 it made sense to me because he didn't actually want to stab anybody. No, but first. he did want to steal their shit. Yeah. And, and, in order to steal someone's shit, you gotta bring a threat of something, and to me, a knife seems like a pretty good fucking threat. Oh, so, not even to fight with, you're saying, like, as a stick-up tactic, show them the knife and be like, and give then, me the stuff. And then also, when that didn't work, a fighting weapon, you know? A thing that he could win a fight with. <laughs> but he didn't want to have to stab somebody. That's why he loses. You're saying that you're willing to stab somebody in a fight, Eric? I'm saying that if I'm going into a, a, a back corner of an alley to accost someone, I better be ready to do some damage or else what am I doing there? Well, you'd be the muscle though, too, because you're like a big guy. You're like the I, Kliger. No, Klagor. And no, I'm the guy. I'm the brains of the operation. Remember? That's, that's what Klagor was. He's the brains. That's me. I'm the smart one. You're the guy who eats stuff. You need somebody who's good at fighting. You keep making fun of this idea of eating stuff, but you are going to be eating your words when we're in this heist and we get like past security or something 
because all of the jewels and gems are inside my belly and they have no idea. And we just like walk right out of the casino. And then I will completely regurgitate my words when we've got a clean poop off of the gems later after you poop them out into a, a human toilet. Worth it. <laughs> I don't know that you would say it was worth it as you were pooping them out. Some of those gems are pointy, man. Oh, I, I feel like they would do some damage on the way on the way down. Oh yeah, we'd have probably have to have somebody on standby to like pump my stomach or something. Yeah, or or if you uh, take take your headphones off so you can't hear this, I'm just telling the other listeners that might be our protective uh, perspective heist partners. All right, you've got your headphones off, yeah. Yes. Um, or after we get out, we just kill Michael and like cut open his stomach. We don't need to like go through the whole stomach pumping thing. All right, Michael, you can put the headphones back on. Okay. I put my headphones back on. Thank goodness. Yeah, think- I, think that's a, I think that's a really good plan, Michael. You should definitely eat the gems and, and we can sm- smuggle them out in you. You think cutting me open is less gross whoa, than cleaning whoa. gems off my poop? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Number one, yes. And number two, how did you hear that if your headphones were off, Michael? I got tweeted. God damn it. I knew I knew we shouldn't have done a live podcast this time. <laughs> I really enjoyed uh, the interaction there towards the end of the episode between I think it was Milo and Vi when he was bitching about powder and how she jinxes every job, and Vi just finally had enough of it, and she makes some comment about how he can't, he doesn't know when to shut up, and he tries to respond, and she and her her response to him was, "You see this look in my face," and she's giving him a mean look, and she says, "This will always mean it's time to shut up," and I just found that very funny. I have liked that too, especially when he tried to talk again and she just gestures at her face just, again. Just did the face again, and it's just her resting face. Like it was, it was really good. Uh, what are those Mauser things that Powder keeps making? I suspect it has to do with uh, her character in the game. There's going to be a moment in a later episode in which she finally gets the Mauser to work just at the right time and it like fucks some shit up and gets everybody out of there. And then Milo's going to be like, man, Powder, I guess you are an important part of this crew after all. (laughs) They'll really hit it on the nose there. Um, Yeah, I get the sense that those stones that she got will play a part in her finding a way to make those things work again. Oh, she like feeds, she eats one and then she feeds one to the Mauser and then they both like, she's the Leonardo and the Mauser's what, the Michelangelo maybe? Or, or I mean, you already said it, it's a Mauser. Mausers oh. are things in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's Splinter. No, Mausers. What's a Mauser? Hold on, I'm looking it up. I'm, I'm nearly positive it's a thing. Yes, I'm right. It's those little robots that look like rats. Oh, those little robots like on one wheel? Uh, not on one wheel. They have two legs and like... Uh, I'm looking it up. Let me see. Just Mauser TMNT. It's, I mean, that's exactly what it's called. And Oh, yeah! Yeah. So she's... Uh, what was uh, Baxter Stockman? Baxter was the, the guy that made those Mauser robots. So she's Baxter in this. But like good. Cool. I'm into it. You want to like write episode two? 
I mean, yeah, I think we can take a swing at it. We got a lot of things that we've thrown out already. We know that they're going to turn that street tough into some sort of super thing. He's going to be a super, super urchin. Yeah, yeah he's going to be a super urchin. We know we've got the blue gems. We've got the Mauser. And we just got to tie it all together. Yeah. What ties those things together? Well, they're going to use that street tough, the super urchin. They're going to be like, you have to get the blue gems back. And so he's going to start just tearing down the walls of their house, trying to get at them and get at those blue gems. And they're going through all like the secret, like secret passageways in the house and like sliding down from floor to floor and stuff. And he's just tearing, tearing through the house, coming to get them. Like he's an unstoppable force going through walls while they take all these back paths to get someplace. Right. And then he pins them down and then she like takes one of the blue gems. She puts it in her little robot that she's making and then it powers up and it takes them out. How, does it, how do you think it takes them out? The one time we saw her try it, she put some nails in it, through it. I Honest to God, like best case scenario, it kind of seemed like she was trying to build like a fucking grenade. Yeah, that was going to throw that a shrapnel, which seems pretty fucking deadly. Yeah, um, you think it's just that on crack, or is it does it do something else? I think that it just like this super urchin has been mutated from whatever means they were doing. They were doing it chemically. It looked like this is going to be done magically, and it's just going to take that little robot she's making and like magically turn it into like a robocop uh-huh. <laughs> and it's just gonna oh no not a robocop t1000 oh shit yeah that, that got way more serious yeah it's just gonna just slowly stand up and then liquid metal just point a finger and just shoot right through his head and kill him Wait, was T-1000 the... I didn't think T-1000 was the liquid metal one. Oh, did I get him confused? I thought... Uh, no, you may be right. T-1000. Yeah, you're right. It's that oh. one. I was getting it confused with something else. Um, yeah, I... Okay, so liquid metal just stabs him through the eye. And he drops to the ground dead. Yeah, that's the... Uh, that's the opening teaser for the show. That's the opening? Yeah. Then opening credits come after that. Wow. This this first episode really uh, I don't feel like it was slow, but it definitely wasn't like super fast paced. They, they felt like a lot took a, very little took a while to happen. Um they're really making up for it with the opening of the second episode. Oh yeah. And they uh, the rest of the episode is just like that street urchin's family planning his funeral. Because he had it, he had a family. Yeah, we don't even see uh, Milo or uh, none of them. Powder or, the rest of that after the opening credits, we don't see them. It's just concentrating on that kid's family. They're like think, in uh, they're on the upper surface. The dad's like smoking a pipe, and he's got like a um, ascot on, and he's reading the newspaper. And he hears a thud at the front door and then a, a doorbell ring and he goes and he opens the door and it's just his son's corpse with a hole in the head on the uh, front steps of the house. 
with a note pinned to his shirt that says, oopsie, you killed your son, sorry. <laughs> My bad, LOL. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> See you at the funeral. <laughs> Love, Mauser. Yeah, and then the whole rest of it is just watching the parents just, like, plan the funeral. Mm-hmm. And mourn the death of their son. Yeah, it's it, and it's surprisingly like poignant and really uh, moving. You know, we don't know anything about this this street urchin that that's died in a real fashion, but we get to know a little about him. Turns out, turns out he wasn't all bad. He like volunteered. Turns out he was pretty good. In fact, yeah, he volunteered. He he uh, he was a big brother. Yeah, exactly. Those those weren't other street urchins. Those were like his little brothers. Yeah. They're like, then who's going to take us to the basketball game on Friday? I'm sorry, Timmy. <laughs> you think Big Brother's little brother, or whatever it's called, uh, do you think they look down on starting a gang with like just a bunch of little brothers? Yeah, I think that's probably frowned upon. At least, but yeah. Also, maybe not a bad way to start, like, an underground gang of child criminals. Exactly. And how are they going to, like, what are they going to say? Well, you can't be their big brother anymore. Too bad. Like, who gives a shit? I'm their gang leader. Yeah. Not to bring it back to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but do you think that's how Shredder did it? I think, I think he, I think he had to have. That's the only way you get that many uh, troubled youths to join up, you know? Yeah. Really knew what he was doing. I guess that, so. That Shredder. A bastion of community outreach shines a whole new light on Shredder. He yep. he, he well, was a big. You got to give him that. He was a big brother. Yeah, he volunteered. He was at the he was at the soup kitchen every Thanksgiving. No, every Thursday. He wasn't just there on Thanksgiving. He wasn't that no. type of volunteer. No, he's not a fair weather volunteer. He's there yeah. every week. Yep, like clockwork. That's how he recruits people so well. They know he's consistent. <laughs> what else you got for this show I have nothing oh uh, Powder says she wants to ride in a blimp so we can throw that into our episode too somehow so just to add that in everybody that's listening and is like uh, visualizing the episode two we're writing throw I, Powder or riding a blimp in there uh, yeah I think I think she's writing basically the the fantasy version of the Goodyear blimp and is also uh, displaying a message that says sorry I killed your son but like over, over the funeral you know yeah and then the only other thing I have is they say there, there's worse things than enforcers what do you think they meant T-1000s absolutely T-1000s um, that, that or Bebop and Rocksteady yeah got anything else i am working i don't have a damn thing all right want to wrap it up thanks for listening to the episode one podcast with michael and eric uh you can follow us on twitter it's at podcast episode one that's number one or our use our website it's episode one podcast.com uh, we also have a facebook group that keeps you up to date on our episodes you actually if you use the Facebook app, you can listen to the podcast through that app now as well. 
Um, any of those will keep you up to date on all of our episodes and leave you a good space to reach out to us if you have any ideas for the show. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe to the podcast for, of choice um, and leave a ringing review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we're still hovering around 23. I haven't noticed any updates. Maybe because we haven't put out an episode in like a month. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Don't tell Rotten Tomatoes about this either. No, 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 no. I, I won't. I couldn't, wouldn't dream of it. Last but not least, big thanks to Boz D for the use of our theme song. Maybe. Or maybe. The ability to cover our theme song. Right. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next week.